A light rain began to fall. Staying dry had been the only comfort for Hansel and Gretel, and now even that had been taken away. They were starving, cold, and afraid, and things were only getting worse. It had been three days since they were abandoned in the woods. Hansel had been certain that his breadcrumb trail would lead them home, but he hadn't counted on crows eating his plan. He tried his best to put on a brave face for his little sister, but he was beginning to doubt if they were ever going to make it out of the forest alive. The trail he thought would lead them back home turned out to be a circle, leading them right back to their smoldering campfire. They'd eaten all the berries around their makeshift campsite. With no other food, Hansel and Gretel hid under a rotted log. Gretel huddled up next to her brother for warmth. Hansel rested his head against the log. He didn't have the energy to do anything else. With his hope fading and his stomach rumbling, Hansel felt a sudden craving for his mother's gingerbread. It had been years since he last had it, but now he could almost smell the sweet aroma. Hansel's eyes shot open. He could smell it. His exceptional sense of smell was never wrong about gingerbread. Hansel nudged his sister. Do you smell that? I smell rotted log replied Gretel, not even opening her eyes. Hansel shrugged her off and crawled out into the clearing. There was no mistaking it. The smell of warm gingerbread was wafting through the woods. Hansel sprinted toward the source. The smell grew stronger as he came to a clearing. Suddenly, Hansel stopped and stared through the trees above. A pillar of smoke curled into the air. A smile spread across Hansel's face. They were saved. I'm Vanessa Richardson. You're listening to Tales, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every Wednesday, we dive into the dark origins of another fairy tale. You can find all episodes of Tales and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Today, we're concluding the Brothers Grimm classic, Hansel and Gretel, about two abandoned children who find salvation and damnation in a house made of sweets. Warning, the tales on this podcast are dark, sometimes scary, and full of adult themes. As a warning, the original story of Hansel and Gretel features child abuse, imprisonment, references to cannibalism, and death. Please exercise caution for children under 13. Coming up, Hansel and Gretel discover an unusual meal in the woods. It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like... What the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Shivering in the cold underneath a rotted log, Gretel watched as her brother ran off into the woods, chasing the phantom smell of gingerbread. Gretel never once doubted her Hansel. She thought he was a genius, but he wasn't just a brain. 
He had a huge heart. Six months ago, when their mother starved to death, Hansel stayed up every night with her while she cried. And when their stepmother, Karina, convinced their father to abandon the children in the woods, Gretel knew her brother's plan would work. But now, after the failure of his breadcrumb trail, Gretel's faith faltered. Not wanting to lose him, Gretel stuck her head out from under the log. In the distance, she could just catch bits and pieces of Hansel's shouts and his footsteps splashing in the distance. The girl crawled out of the log and dusted herself off. The footsteps were getting closer, and Hansel's voice was getting louder. It's real! It's gingerbread! Hansel barreled out of the tree line, sweat pouring off of his forehead. He doubled over, resting his hands on his knees. Between gasps, he explained, The gingerbread is real. There's smoke from a chimney. Gretel didn't bother to hide the doubt in her voice. We haven't seen another person in days. No one lives out here. Hansel, his breath finally steady, straightened himself up and smiled. I promise it's real. If nothing else, surely they would give us a slice of bread and point us toward the village. Hansel's optimism was infectious. Despite her reservations, Gretel was willing to hear him out. The children cut straight through the forest, following Hansel's nose. Occasionally he would stop, sniff the air, and smile. Can't you smell that? We're close. Gretel couldn't smell anything. She was too exhausted to even lift her head, her eyes locked on the forest floor. Suddenly, Hansel stopped. Gretel bumped into her brother's back. Hansel pointed upward. There it is! Look! Her jaw dropped. She still couldn't smell the gingerbread, but Hansel was right. That was definitely smoke. The two took off at a sprint. For the first time in days, Gretel felt hopeful. Her brother saved them again. As they burst into the clearing, Gretel skidded to a stop. Her eyes widened as she stared at the house. It was made entirely of sweets. The walls looked like they were made of chocolate cake. The windows were sugar glass. The shutters made of breadsticks. Shiny hard candy acted as door handles. And the roof was thatched with rows and rows of gingerbread. Hansel flew past his sister, heading straight for the walls. He dug his hand into it and scooped out a fistful of cake. Hansel giggled and took a bite. Gretel could tell from the look on his face that the wall was delicious. She ran to his side and broke off a corner of a shutter. It was still warm, like it was fresh out of the oven. Hansel dropped down onto the grass in front of the house, his lap full of wall. But Gretel had her eye on the sugar glass in the window. Gretel tapped her knuckle against the delicate glass. It cracked easily. She broke off a tiny piece. From the darkness inside, a chair creaked. Gretel's eyes widened, and she peered through the window. Sitting alone in the middle of the living room was an elderly woman. She was hunched over with long, stringy white hair. Her eyes were closed, and her nose was pointed up in the air. Gretel didn't move a muscle. The old woman sniffed. Who's out there eating my house? 
Gretel backed away from the window. She looked down at Hansel, who was frozen mid-bite, and put a finger to her lips. The chair started rocking again. Gretel tugged at her brother's arm, whispering, We should go. Hansel nodded. He shook off the excess cake and pushed himself off the ground. Gretel turned to walk away, but Hansel didn't move. His eyes were fixed on the gingerbread roof. Give me a boost up there. I've got to get some of that gingerbread before we leave. Gretel wanted to protest, but Hansel's gingerbread obsession was nothing new. Fighting it was pointless. Fine, but be quick. Gretel knelt, placing her open palm on her outstretched knee. Hansel stepped aboard and she boosted him up. It wasn't much, but Hansel got close enough to grab the edge. He yanked the shingle, which flew off the roof with ease. Hansel tumbled to the ground, taking his sister with him. Gretel looked toward the door, but it didn't open. The old woman didn't call out from inside. Gretel breathed a sigh of relief. She didn't hear them. Hansel sat up on the grass, tore off a chunk of the gingerbread shingle, and handed it to Gretel. She shoved it in her mouth. It was the best gingerbread she'd ever had in her life, even better than her mother's. She dropped down next to her brother and devoured the gingerbread. A dark shadow fell over the siblings. Gretel looked up. The old woman stood over them, leering down at the children with a crooked smile. Well, well, someone's hungry. Coming up, Hansel and Gretel's magical morning takes a turn. Now back to our story. Gretel sat frozen in fear next to her brother. She swallowed her mouthful of gingerbread and stared up at the old woman. The crone's eyes were milky white, the same color as her hair. Both her hands rested on a gnarled black cane. The old woman leaned closer to Gretel. Inches away, she sniffed Gretel's head. Then the old woman turned toward Hansel and did the same thing. Finally, she straightened up as much as she could. A moment later, she broke the silence. Your children, how delightful. What are your names? Gretel looked at her brother, unsure what to do. Hansel put on his best face and stammered, I'm Hansel, and this is my sister Gretel. The old woman lightly tapped Hansel with her cane. Have you enjoyed eating my house? Gretel blurted out, We're sorry, we were so hungry, we didn't think to ask. The old woman laughed. (laughs) There's no need to apologize. It's a house of sweets. It's made to be eaten. Hansel smiled at his sister, gingerbread still stuck in his teeth. He turned toward the old woman. It's a delicious house. Even if I wasn't starving, it would be the best gingerbread I've ever had. The old woman nodded approvingly. It's an old family recipe, but tell me, why are you alone in the woods? Your parents must be worried sick. Gretel looked to the ground. She didn't want to think about being abandoned. But Hansel stood and took a deep breath. The famine has ruined our family, and our stepmother never cared for us. She left us for dead. We're trying to get back to our papa. The old woman shook her head in wonder. Is there a famine? My goodness. Well, there's no famine here. 
Come inside and I'll make you a nice big breakfast. How does gingerbread pancakes with fried apples and fresh milk sound? Gretel leapt to her feet. That sounds wonderful. Thank you, miss. The old woman reached out her hand. It was as gnarled as the cane. Call me Helga. Now come on, let's get you two fattened up. Gretel giggled and took Helga's hand, and the three walked into the house of sweets. Inside, the house appeared completely normal. The sweets seemed to be confined to the outside. There weren't many windows. Gretel assumed Helga's eyesight was so bad, light didn't help all that much. And she clearly knew her kitchen by heart. Gretel sat in amazement as the old woman flew around the kitchen, mixing batter with one hand while tending to the apples with the other. She worked on the biggest oven Gretel had ever seen. It looked like she could feed the whole Prussian army from it. Helga laid out the spread of pancakes and golden, sugary apples. Gretel's eyes were as big as the plates themselves. She hadn't seen this much food in all her life. We could live for two weeks on these pancakes alone, she thought, but she wasn't worried about the next two weeks right now. Gretel dug her fork into the nearest fluffy pancake. It practically melted on her tongue. Somehow it was even better than the sweets that made up Helga's house. Gretel savored every delicate morsel. Hansel didn't have her restraint. It looked like he barely bothered to chew. When they were done... Helga picked up her plate and cleared the table. Gretel was experiencing a brand new sensation. She was full. Overcome with gratitude, Gretel thanked Helga profusely. Helga scoffed. It's the least I could do. It's just nice having some company. Are you ready to head back home, or would you like to rest first? Gretel felt a pang of guilt. She hated to eat and run, but she knew it would take a full day of walking before they got home, and she desperately wanted to see her papa. She turned toward Hansel, expecting some of her big brother's wisdom, but Hansel was already snoring. Helga laughed. <laughs> Looks like your brother would like a nap. <laughs> I've got a couple of nice beds in the back. You two go rest while I clean this up. Gretel had been so hungry, she hadn't even thought about sleep. But now that she was full, and in this nice, warm house, a nap was all she could think about. Gretel smiled and tapped Hansel's arm. He lazily pushed himself out of his chair and stumbled after his sister. The back bedroom was like a cave, dark and cool. The beds were piled high with blankets. Gretel threw back the covers and crawled in. After days of sleeping outside on the cold and damp forest floor, the warmth was heavenly. She drifted off to sleep, exhaustion finally catching up to her. She must have slept for hours. When her eyes finally opened again, it took her a moment to remember where she was. Then the scent of fresh gingerbread hit her nostrils, and it all came rushing back. The house of sweets, Helga, the rich breakfast. It seemed like a dream. She sat up in bed and looked around. She called out to the mound of blankets in the bed next to her, Hansel! But there was no reply. Gretel raised her voice slightly. Hansel? Still nothing. 
Fully awake now, Gretel threw her legs over the side and climbed out of the bed. She tiptoed across the room, her voice even louder. Hansel! Gretel pulled back the covers. The bed was empty. Gretel spun around the room looking for any sign of her brother, but there was no sign of him. Gretel stepped out of the room and into the hallway. She called out again, Miss Helga, have you seen Hansel? Still no response. The kitchen was empty, just like the bedroom, but the kitchen was spotless. The giant oven looked like it had never been used. The plates were neatly stacked. It all felt off. Gretel walked through the living room, still seeing no Hansel or Helga, but something did catch her eye, the way the sun glinted off the window pane. Gretel walked to the window and tapped it with her finger. It wasn't sugar glass like before. It was real glass. Gretel ran to the door. Maybe they went outside, she thought. That had to be it. Gretel tugged at the doorknob, but it wouldn't budge. Somehow the door was locked from the other side. Gretel's heart raced faster. She was trapped in the house. A moment later, her ears perked up. She could hear something. It was a faint groaning, like a hurt animal. Gretel followed the sound back toward the hallway. In the corner, there was a door she hadn't noticed before. Gretel pushed it open. Rickety steps led down to a dark and damp cellar. It had a dirt floor with rows of homemade shelves making neat aisles. Each one was filled with large glass jars. It seemed that Helga was pickling something, but Gretel couldn't quite tell what it was. It was tough to see anything since the light in the room was so dim. Gretel stepped closer to the largest of the jars. She leaned down so that her nose was inches from the glass and peered into the murky, greenish water. Something was definitely bobbing inside. It looked like a pig's foot, but the hooves were so small. Gretel peered closer, squinting in the dark. It wasn't a pig's foot. It was a human foot, no bigger than her own. Gretel gasped and stumbled backward, knocking into the shelf behind her. The groan came again, this time from the corner of the room. Gretel ran out of the aisle. Her eyes were starting to adjust to the gloom, and what she saw made her want to scream. The walls of the cellar were lined with bones, piles upon piles of them. Her eyes darted to the corner. A small, child-sized coffin was propped against the wall. Gretel's hair stood on end, goosebumps rising from her skin. She tiptoed toward the coffin as one terrifying thought gnawed at her mind. Please don't let that be where the groan is coming from. She stood in front of the coffin, too afraid to touch it. She reached out her hand, but the sound came again, not from the coffin, but from right behind her. Gretel spun around and clasped a hand over her mouth in horror. Tucked away in the darkest corner of the cellar, underneath the steps, was her brother. He was crammed inside a cage, his head pressed against the top of it. It looked like it was made for a chicken. Hansel's head lifted and fell repeatedly, like he was trying to come out of a deep sleep. 
Gretel ran to the cage and dropped to her knees in front of it. She pulled at the gate, but it wouldn't budge. Hansel jerked awake, trembling and blinking away disorientation. His mouth seemed sluggish as he mumbled, Helga, put me here. She's... Gretel didn't wait around to hear the rest of what her brother had to say. She ran to the pile of bones and grabbed the biggest femur she could find. She ran back to the cage and raised the bone high above her head to smash the lock. But just as she swung, the bone was snatched from her hands. Gretel spun around. Helga stood over them. Her milky white eyes now had tiny red specks in the center. Gretel's jaw fell open. You're a witch? Helga laughed. Of course, you stupid child. And you two aren't ever going home. (laughs) Coming up, Gretel has to figure out a plan to save herself and her brother. Now back to the story. Gretel stared up in horror at the cackling witch. She took a step backward, knocking into the small cage where her brother Hansel was still trapped. For the briefest moment, she had thought they were going to be saved. After being abandoned in the woods by their father and stepmother, they had stumbled upon a house made of sweets, but its sugary exterior hid a rotten core. Helga, the old woman who lived inside, was a witch, and based on the bones scattered around her basement, she appeared to have a taste for human children. Helga grabbed Gretel's hair and pulled her close. Look at these arms. I could feed you for weeks and you'd still be skin and bones. Not like your piggy brother over there. I can get him good and fat but perhaps you can still be of some use. Helga raised her cane and pointed behind Gretel. Fetch me that pot, girl, the big one. Gretel shook her head. Helga snorted once, then struck her across the face with her cane. Gretel fell back as stars exploded in her vision. The witch was stronger than she looked. She jabbed the tip of the cane into Gretel's ribs and barked. You'll do as I say, or I'll eat you both right now, skinny or not. Now go fetch me that pot and some water from the well. I'm going to cook something nice for Piggy. Gretel hurried off in the direction Helga had pointed, desperate to avoid another beating. She found the pot on a shelf in the corner. It was almost as big as she was. With great effort, she heaved it down off the shelf, then dragged it across the floor to the stairwell. Each step was a battle. Gretel was sweating and breathing hard by the time she reached the top, but there was no time to rest. Helga and her cane were right behind her. The witch pointed toward the door. The well's around the back. Don't dawdle. Gretel was surprised that Helga didn't follow her outside. I could run away right now, she thought. But she couldn't leave Hansel. For the first time in her short life, he was the helpless one. If they were going to escape, it would come down to her. And Gretel didn't have a clue of where to begin. As the days wore on, Gretel hardly slept. Every day she dragged the pot out to fetch water in the morning and back to the giant oven in the kitchen. Helga made her stand by her side while she cooked. 
Gretel was in a constant haze from sleep deprivation and hunger. The witch fed everything they cooked to Hansel and never left more than a hoof or pig's ear to Gretel, but she used what energy she had to think of ways to escape. Each trip down to the cellar, she tried to conspire with Hansel, but they never had enough time alone. After a week, Gretel was no closer to figuring out a way to get them out of there. She carried her brother's plate of pork ribs down the cellar steps, her mouth watering, just smelling them. She reassured herself that at least her brother was eating well, even if he was only being fattened for the slaughter. Gretel slid the plate underneath the cage door. There was just enough room for the plate to clear. She leaned her head against the cage. Stay strong, brother. I'm going to figure out a way to free us. I know, sister. I have faith in you, said Hansel. He picked up one of the ribs and grimaced. After only a few days, he was already getting sick of eating. The stairs creaked, and they heard the faint tapping of the witch's cane on the steps. Helga was on her way down. Gretel hopped to her feet as Hansel quickly started eating. A moment later, Helga stepped into the cellar. She cackled as she hobbled toward the cage. Let's see just how fat you've gotten, my little piggy. Stick out your finger for me. Gretel looked down at her brother. His body shook with fright, and his newly chubby fingers gripped the bars of the cage. She had to figure something out. Helga was getting closer. She sniffed the air as she hobbled toward them. Give me that finger, piggy. Gretel looked around, desperate for anything that might help her brother. She spotted a chicken bone on the floor nearby, the remnants of one of Hansel's meals. The witch won't eat Hansel if he's not fat, she thought. She kicked the bone underneath the cage. Hansel watched it roll to his knees. He looked at it and back up to his sister, clearly confused. Gretel wiggled her index finger at him. Hansel's eyes widened. He snatched up the bone and stuck it through the cage just as Helga arrived. She fumbled around the gate, finally grasping onto Hansel's bony finger. She shook her head in disgust. What is this? You haven't gained a pound. Are you eating all your food? You're not smuggling it to that worthless sister of yours, are you? Hansel's voice quivered. No, Miss Helga. I've been starving for so long, I guess I can't put on weight. Helga huffed and shuffled away, calling for Gretel to follow. Gretel couldn't believe it. The plan had worked. They weren't out, but at least her brother wasn't going to be dinner just yet. She smiled down at Hansel and dutifully hurried behind the witch. For the next week, Helga would demand daily inspections of Hansel's finger, and each day he would slide out the chicken bone. Gretel had yet to come up with a plan to get her brother out of the cage, but at least she was keeping him alive. One afternoon, Gretel stood dutifully beside her brother's cage after another delivery of food. She could hear Helga's cane tapping on the steps. The old witch called out, That finger better be fat today. Gretel looked up to the witch. She looked angry. Her red eyes glowed as she bent down to the gate. Hansel stuck the bone between the wire. Helga squeezed it in her hand. She let go like it was on fire. She stood up, 
furious and started raining down blows on the cage with her cane. Gretel recoiled in terror. Helga looked crazed as she spat and shouted, her eyes glowing redder by the second. Hansel cowered at the back of the cage, shaking with fright. Helga shouted, That's it! I'm tired of waiting! I'm eating you today! Gretel gasped. But Miss Helga, he's still so skinny, he he won't be fit to eat, she stammered. I don't care. I'm going to build a fire. You go fetch some water. I'd hope to get a nice braised rack of ribs and chops from him, but he can still make a fine stew if nothing else. The witch spun around, waving for Gretel to follow. Gretel glanced back at her brother, the two locked eyes. They were out of time. Outside by the well, Gretel scanned the yard. There had to be something she could do to free her brother. From inside, she could smell the fire burning in the oven. Helga stepped into the doorway. The whites of her eyes were completely gone now, leaving only burning red embers. Helga waved for Gretel. Hurry up! I have a special job for you, girl. Gretel dragged the pot back into the kitchen. The oven door was wide open, bathing everything in a hellish glow. Helga stood by the fire, her gnarled finger beckoning Gretel near. Come here. I need you to step into the oven and check the fire. I'm worried it's not hot enough. Gretel stared at the flames. She knew she wouldn't last a minute inside the oven. But as she looked back at the witch, an idea occurred to her. This was her opportunity, but she would only get one shot. Gretel shook her head. Miss Helga, I'm too big to get into the oven. I won't fit. Helga growled. I've had larger children than you in there all the time. Just climb in. You'll see. But Gretel didn't budge. I'm too tall. I'm growing all the time. The clothes I wore here don't even fit anymore. Helga threw her cane to the ground, barking, You stupid, worthless rat! Even I can fit, just you see! Helga moved in front of the oven and stooped so that her head was below the opening. Gretel leapt into action. She sprinted forward and rammed her body into the witch. Helga lost her footing and tumbled into the open oven. She screeched in pain as her skin pressed against the blistering hot grates. She flailed madly, reaching for the opening, as Gretel slammed the oven door in her face. She held the door shut, putting all her weight into it, while Helga thrashed around inside. The metal handle was blistering hot, and it burned her fingers. Gretel spotted a pair of oven mitts hanging on the wall, so close but just out of reach. If she let go even for a second, the witch might escape. So she held on, screaming in agony, as Helga furiously pounded against the door. The smell of burning flesh filled the kitchen. Helga's screams became whimpers. Gretel could still hear her trying to claw her way out. Slowly, the sounds from inside the oven stopped. Gretel let go of the handle. Her trembling hands were raw and covered in bright red welts. Ignoring the pain, she grabbed Helga's cane and ran for the cellar. 
Gretel went straight to Hansel's cage. She waved him back from the gate and swung the cane with all her might, shattering the lock with a single blow. Hansel pushed the gate open and tumbled out. While he had put on weight, not moving for so long had caused his legs to atrophy. Gretel had to help pull him to his feet. The siblings embraced, laughing and sobbing at the same time. You did it. I knew you could, Hansel said. Gretel beamed. Her quick thinking had saved them both. She buried her head in her brother's shoulder and whispered, Let's go home. They started for the stairwell, Hansel leaning on Gretel for support. Her eyes locked on the coffin in the corner. Something about it had always confused her. What did Helga keep it for, if not to hold the bones that were scattered throughout the basement? With one whack of the cane, the coffin swung open. Gretel screamed, but not from fear. The coffin was filled with gold and jewels. It was more money than she had ever seen. Hansel and Gretel grabbed a nearby sack and filled it to the brim. The siblings ran into the woods, eager to put as much distance as possible between themselves and the cottage. Once Helga's cottage was out of sight, Gretel slowed to a stop and looked around. She had no idea which way they should go. They were free, but they still weren't home. Just as Hansel was beginning to look worried, Gretel heard the sound of running water somewhere in the distance. She grabbed her brother's hand and took off toward it. A few minutes later, they reached the bank of a wide, clear river. Hansel's face lit up. I know where we are. That's the Vera. It goes straight through our village. Hansel and Gretel followed along the riverbank, hand in hand, heading back to their village. Meanwhile, Walter was out in his garden once again, digging another grave. The weeks since he'd woken to find his children gone had been the worst of his life. He couldn't even bring himself to speak to Karina after she admitted what she'd done. He'd considered throwing her out of the house altogether, but he doubted she would last long in her current weakened state, and he didn't want another death on his conscience. Ultimately, it didn't matter. There was a bit more to eat with the children gone, but Karina was too weak to eat it. She died after two weeks. Walter stood in the garden, all alone. He had just tossed another shovelful of dirt on the grave when he heard an odd sound. It sounded like clanging coins. Confused, the grieving father turned around. Walter gasped. Hansel and Gretel were running toward him, hoisting a heavy sack between them. He dropped to his knees and wrapped them in a hug, sobbing openly. Hansel, Gretel, you're home. Your mother must have been looking out for you. May she forgive me. Come inside. You must be famished. I don't have much, but I'll cook up everything we have. Gretel stepped back, wiping away tears. That's all right, Papa. Maybe we can buy some bread from the market. I think we have enough. Walter's mouth fell open as Hansel presented the sack of treasure taken from the witch's cabin. There was more gold in that bag than he had earned in his entire life. One thing was sure, Hansel and Gretel would never go hungry again.
The story of Hansel and Gretel has been retold countless times since it was first published by the Brothers Grimm in 1812. Long before that, it was an oral tale passed from generation to generation, no doubt changing and evolving along the way. It's an unusually resilient story about equally resilient characters. As Simon Bronner notes in his essay, Folklore as a Mirror of Culture, folk tales can teach us about rules and consequences. Characters that think for themselves and break norms usually end up facing dire situations before coming out on top in the end. Hansel and Gretel offers children breadcrumbs on the path to critical thinking. It teaches that adults don't always have your best interests in mind and that you have to learn to trust your own instincts. If you do, you might just find an open door and a glowing opportunity. Thanks for listening to Tales. We'll be back next week with a new episode. You can find all episodes of Tales and all other Spotify originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. Join me next week for another dark and surprising fairy tale. Tales is a Spotify original from Parcast. Executive producers include Max and Ron Cutler. Sound designed by Nick Johnson, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Travis Clark. This episode of Tales was written by Jesse Harris, with writing assistance by Andrew Kelleher, fact-checking by Cara Mackerline, and research by Mickey Taylor. I'm Vanessa Richardson.